0: and we are live
1: hello ladies and gentlemen just a minute let me silence Oh, it just stopped thank you for joining us today on becca's world for another exciting episode of the blind view today it's just me and sailor but we have plenty to talk about how are you sailor doing
0: well how are you doing becca
1: oh sailor i'm great i love this time of year you know so i'm in sagittarius my birthday is november 30th and so this time of year we have Thanksgiving and then my birthday and then my my younger son's birthday in mid December and then Christmas and then New Year's and my baby sister's birthday is on New Year's Day, right? Oh, and- you just had a
0: birthday. <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy belated birthday.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Sayla. Yeah, on Wednesday, I I had my birthday. I almost said how old I turned, but I probably shouldn't do that because um, I'm actually starting to worry about my age now. Um. For some reason, I don't know why I'm so self-conscious about it anymore. Um, but, but yeah, so I really love this time of year because even during the darkest times of my life, you know, the the holiday season was was a time when I could at least remember back to good times, right, and reflect b- back upon better times. And and so yeah, I remember those years when I was a teenager and my life was so hard and. And even when Christmas would roll around each year, I could kind of see the Christmas lights a little bit on the tree, right? Because like, well, when you're blind, the first thing you start to see is light, right? So even during those early years, um, when I was starting to get some light perception back, like Christmas was really great because of all the Christmas lights on the tree. And my parents and my family, we always loved going, driving and looking at Christmas lights in our neighborhood, right. And not just in the small town we lived in, but we would drive to Haver or Great Falls and look at Christmas lights. And then my ex-husband and I continued that tradition with our children too, when we lived in Missoula. Um, But now I'm in Arizona and we still celebrate the Christmas spirit here, you know, even though we don't have snow, which I don't miss the snow at all. Let me tell you.
0: Um, Right.
1: and this year, my parents just moved here from uh, Montana, and so I'm really excited to spend Christmas with my parents. This is going to be the first time in many, many years um, that I'm going to be able to spend Christmas with my parents. And and um, so I have so many blessings in my life right now, and so many things to be thankful for. And then there's like the great things that are happening in my projects with Gino and stuff, right? And then oh, great. And then this really frustrates me that it's still so far away, but in May I have that appointment scheduled with that doctor about getting my brain fixed. And I'm really excited about that. Um, I'm I'm just counting the, the months, right? Um, yeah. And, but you know, like I said, like I told our viewers on a previous episode, I, I asked them to put me on a cancellation list. So chances are if they get a cancellation between now and then they'll probably call me up so I can get in earlier. and that would be nice. Um, but you know, I've been blind for over 33 years already. So waiting a few more months to get in to see a doctor to find out about this um, really isn't that big of a deal. Um, and I haven't been excited about getting my vision back like this in a long time because I, I gave up on it ever happening, right? I didn't think the doctors could ever figure it out. And like when i was in high school when i was a junior my mom and my family took me to um lot lot what is it san francisco california to see a specialist um and they were we were going to try to get my eyes fixed and the specialist had us send ahead of time all my medical records about what had happened to my optic nerve and my brain and stuff and 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 then he, we flew all the way out there to have this appointment with him. Right. Right. And and he just like he, he just told us there was no hope. And and I remember I, I think it was at that point that my parents really gave up. Right. Um, right. But I never gave up I because I always felt the doctors were wrong about what they're saying about my condition and they were wrong about the abilities of the brain and the body to heal itself and and now um i'm so excited to get in and see this doctor because because my brain is ready for this right because i spent the last 33 plus years healing my brain and doing everything in my power to make my brain strong again and healthy again and and to um rewire my brain and get the connections reconnected and and i really feel like this this therapy that I'm probably going to be able to get in for, I'm hoping. I mean, I'm assuming I will, so I'm going to speak as though I'm going to. So I'm pretty sure that when I finally get the therapy done on my brain, that the last bit of those connections are going to be able to be completed and I'll be able to see again and I'll be able to think again and I'll be able to organize my thoughts again and I'll be able to remember again and I'll be able to be a great thinker like I once was. And so I'm so excited.
0: So you'll be excited to see again, even it,
1: yes, yeah, yes, to see and be able, like, because listen, so you've been blind your whole life, right?
0: Of course, yes.
1: Okay, well, and I've never I, seen I, before. I could see until I was twelve, and so I haven't, I haven't seen any of this new computer technology, and that's another thing I'm really excited to be able to check out once I get my vision restored completely. But, but, um, so, um shoot just a minute I lost my train of thought um um I I haven't seen this new computer technology that's out there but one thing that I'm really excited about is when I go see this doctor and once I get my eyes fixed I'll be able to to read again I'll be able to read anything I want I'll be able to look at a a situation and and see clearly everything that's going on and make my own determination about that situation. Is it safe for me, right? Right. Is it, is it and, and, and when, I, when I'm out there going to college, like I've tried college as a blind person. Yeah, I can do it, but it's so frustrating. You it's know? so much harder, it, yes. Yeah, and I know I miss so much. And the idea of having my eyes back again and being able to just like look up, and and see what's on the board that the teacher's talking about, right? Or or be able to follow along in my textbook with what the teacher's teaching, like, and and I'll be able to take my own notes and and refer back to them, and I'll be able to cross reference and and do research, and and it's gonna. I mean, I've been doing all these things for a number of years anyway, you know, as an author and through the different things I've been doing. You know what I mean? I I've. I've done my own research and my own cross-referencing and all of that, but I'm just so excited to get my vision back because I'll finally be able to do it at a much larger level and a much larger scale, not be held back by all of the frustrating things we come across as blind people, like, like the inaccessibility of some texts that we try to read and the, the inaccessibility of so many graphs and and bar charts. and and stuff like that. I mean, I know that there's some way to get a, a, a computer, a talking program to read those sorts of things to you, but it's very difficult and I haven't been able to do it. And so I'm really excited to be able to have my vision back so I can just literally glance at material that's in front of me or grab a book that's off to the side of me, right? And just hold it up and cross-reference and read highlighted material and actually highlight stuff that I want to be able to see easily again, right? Like with the way my vision is now, it's Yeah, I have some vision back and it does help me with some things, but I can't like I can't just pick up a piece of paper and and like I can see the highlighted part on it. But I can't without sticking under my CCTV read the highlighted print and then once I stick it under my CCTV, I can no longer see the highlighted part. Right. So it's really frustrating and it's been really frustrating for me to try to study and teach myself anything as a blind person. And the fact that I've accomplished so much as a blind person just tells me that once I get my sight restored and get my brain fixed, I'm going to be unstoppable. And so I'm so excited because I have so many things in this world that I still want to accomplish, not in my own life, but in the lives of the people around me, right? Like, and, I'm a huge and advocate see, for. And you see,
0: I, maybe I, you could, once you get your vision restored, you could write another book about that.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. And 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 another thing is I've been an advocate for the blind since I became blind, right? Like I decided when I woke up blind and they told me all those lies that I would never have control of my own life and that I would never be able to follow my own dreams and that what I wanted would never be to happen, right? Cuz they told me my life would always be be uh dictated by other people because I was blind and brain injured. And I they said I would never have the capacity to take care of myself. And that's a lie. And yeah, it was a lie. And and it made me so angry that those damn lawyers got involved. And, and then you guys won't believe how much harder the fight became after those lawyers got involved, because once those lawyers got involved and those lawyers learned how much money they could get, like after that. My parents were, it was no longer about helping me recover at that point. After that, it was about stopping me from recovering. It was about stopping me from getting better because then my parents and those lawyers wanted all of that money for themselves. And it was so hard all of those years after that lawsuit was settled, you know, just trying to keep my head screwed on straight, trying to keep reminding myself that yes, you will recover someday. These people are wrong, you know, and, and. boy when they screwed up and locked me into that guardianship and then that guardian stuck me in the community bridges program that was where they really screwed up because you guys have to tell you and i wrote about this and still busy steering the book that i just released last week that you guys should go check out but um when i was in that program that 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 first guardian stuck me in, you guys that program i learned so much in that program and not only did i did my brain start healing? I mean, start healing even faster than it already was because of everything I had been doing all those years prior to that. But once I got in there and I was given the rehab therapy that they had been dying that my parents and their lawyers denied me for years, like it was so amazing, you guys, how quickly like your as my brain started to heal, it was like my my heart started to open up too, right? And I started to dreaming up started dreaming of a real future, you know? And for a young girl who like, it was eight years after I went blind before they locked me in that guardianship and stuck me in the community bridges program. But for those first eight years, my life was hell.
0: But oh, once yeah. they
1: stuck me in that program, and I started getting better, I started dreaming of a future, right. But then I realized I had a huge fight on my hand, because as soon as I went to court to try to terminate that guardianship, those lawyers, oh my gosh, you wouldn't believe the fight I had on my hand
0: on my hands and in january twenty twelve you walked out of the courtroom
1: yeah january twenty fifth
0: twenty twelve yeah and
1: if you yourself are locked under guardianship and if you are looking for uh for some legal a legal precedent that someone else has already established to point out to the courts on your own behalf you can point out to them that on January 25th 2012 in Missoula County in the state of Montana Rebecca S. Meadows was freed from her guardianship on the grounds that it was, ter- that it was um, denying her, her her constitutional rights. And that is, that's, that's not a, only a true fact in my case, but it was a true fact in Britney Spears's case, and it's a true fact in everybody's case, everybody who's locked under one of these guardianships. It doesn't matter what your situation is. It doesn't matter if you're blind and brain injured. It doesn't matter if you're paralyzed. It doesn't matter if you're deaf. It doesn't matter if all you, if you're just a head that your whole body doesn't work, right? The point is there's a human being inside that head and that human being has constitutional rights. And that's what I came to you guys. Those lawyers, they, they they stuffed me, they like stuffed me and tried to keep me quiet all those years. They didn't want me to think about anything because they knew if I figured out that they were violating my rights, then I could get my rights back. Because that's all it takes. Once you know your rights are being violated, all you gotta do is you go to court, you tell the judge, look, my rights are being my constitutional rights are being violated by this guardianship or and or conservatorship. I was locked under both, right? And I got free from both of them with this one swell one fell swoop, you guys, by telling the court that my constitutional rights were being denied and it needed to change. Now, what's the difference between conservatorship and guardianship? Okay, so conservatorship is focused specifically on the financial means of the person and guardianship is specifically supposed to be about the physical welfare of the person's body right oh and the thing in my situation is this guy was appointed my guardian and conservator but he was only interested in conserving the money and he had no care concern for my welfare no and and so for many years, I lived a really rough life because he wouldn't give me hardly any money. And, and his only goal was to save the money, not for me, but for himself and his cronies. And, and the, way they, the way they settled that lawsuit and the way the so- settlement was set up, like they wanted to keep me locked on that guardianship for the rest of my life, you guys, because as long as I live, that, that, that lawsuit will be paying out. And so on the one hand when I was 15 years old and I was awarded that that settlement it was a real r- miraculous thing right because I was set for life right if if my parents and those lawyers hadn't conspired against me and locked me under the guardianship 5 years later that that's well the thing about those guardianships there's the guardianships and or conservatorships both terms they like the, the two terms go pretty much hand in hand. Um, You really can't have one without the other. Like, so they called it a guardianship the night they did it to me, right? I don't even remember hearing the word conservatorship that night, I remember hearing the word guardian, right? And then all of a sudden over time, boom, all of a sudden there's this conservatorship too, right? And and it was like, they knew they couldn't, well, they really, really weren't interested in protecting me, right? They didn't want to guard me they wanted to protect the money, right? And so, so, and, and that's, I mean, it just makes me so angry that because of all of that crap that was wrong, that like I lost 15 years of my life and poor Britney Spears, she lost 13 years of her life. And, you know, I, I have met literally over a dozen people in my own experience, purely on accident who are also locked under their own guardianships. I've met people in Washington state, in Montana state, in Idaho, and here in Arizona, who are locked under guardianships of their own. And you're and, trying to get them out? Yes, yes. But listen, I, I realized when I fought my case and when I realized there was an easy way to free everybody from these things. I, I know I didn't have to go after each individual case one at a time, right? Like I could go to court and become a law or I could go to college and become a lawyer and go represent some of these people, right, and help them out of their guardianships. Right. But there's an easier way to do it by simply fixing the law, because the law, the way it's currently written is broken and it doesn't protect anybody. Certainly not the ward that's supposed to be protected or their estate, like my estate was drained. If it if it hadn't been for the lifetime annuity and all, I mean, all the money the lawyers got, I would have been broke by the time I finally escaped from that guardianship. Because for the 15 years I was locked under it, my account was being drained by those lawyers and all their cronies.
0: Oh, that's not good. And, no.
1: and I, I couldn't do anything about it. And that's the thing about being under one of these conservatorships or guardianships. Once your, your family or your friends lock you under them, and you're, like my family thought they were doing what was right. I really believe that my parents were ignorant, right? Oh, yeah. But, but as soon as I, I got locked into that guardianship, all of a sudden I could no, no longer do or pursue the things I wanted to do or pursue. And the point, my point is, like, they convinced the court that I was a danger to myself, right? Right. But, but that doesn't make any sense. Like, like, up till that point, I've been doing everything I could do to heal myself with no help at all no help at all from the doctors or my parents or those lawyers in fact when i would talk to my mom and say mom how about i try a or b or c she'd shut me down and say no the doctor said you can you'll never be safe doing a b or c but my mom saw me every day for years she saw me getting better in spite of what those doctors were saying and and so many of these people get locked under these guardianships and conservatorships they haven't been given the proper training or time or tools to recover that's exactly what happened in my case you know for years they denied me any treatment and that's or tools right i mean that's why i was failing in school and that's why when i graduated from high school i couldn't go on and do anything with my life you know what guys i really didn't want to talk about any of this stuff today we have some other stuff i wanted to talk about
0: let's go ahead and talk about it then
1: (laughs) yeah so guys tomorrow at the red mountain library they're having a local author book fair i went last year for the first time a girlfriend of mine um became aware of it and so she told me about it so i went last year and last year i took my first two books and metamorphosis was just in the process of being published last year so now this year i'm taking my first book because you're blind my second book, Changing My Perspective, my third book, Metamorphosis. And I'm going to be able to tell everybody about my fourth book, which they can get now, right? I mean, I literally just ordered my copies the other day, but they won't be here till like December 13th. So um, but but it's gonna be so exciting being able to tell my potential readers about my new book too, right? And now I can share metamorphosis with them because last year, like I said, I was just like a daylight and a dollar short on getting metamorphosis published in time and i did the same with still busy steering this year um if i do write another book i'm gonna have to get more on the ball because i i don't like my publishing schedule the way i have it right like my last two manuscripts i finished both of them in august but i'm not getting my books quite done by the end of the year so anyway
0: yeah oh wow
1: you know, i writing is my life now and it's my passion and there's so much stuff I want to write but I, I need to keep writing on a schedule so my readers will stay interested. So, but, so, um, hold on for a minute. I need to find a pen of Kleenex. Sailor. Yes. So the book I'm about to release, Still Busy Steering. It's uh, the sequel to Metamorphosis. And In this book, I tell... The first story is called Still Busy Steering. That's my third memoir. And the next story is called Penny Finds Her Bridge. It's the second part of Penny Plummer's story. Oh, so so you put
0: those characters in again because I read that. Yeah, I read that. And I can't wait until Still Busy Steering is on audio so I can listen to it.
1: Oh, yeah. You know, Gina was just telling me this morning before we went on the air that he's been in touch with Linda Nelson the woman who's going to record it for me and she thinks she'll have it done for us well by the end of January all so right. um but here's the thing guys Linda being done with it and us having it up are two different things right because all of this is a process once Linda gets the files to us we have to review them and make sure they're all accurate and once Gino and I are done with that and Here's the thing, even though Linda is a great reader, just like all readers, sometimes she mispronounces a word, and not by her own her own fault. Like, because in my writing, I write about cities from in Montana where I grew up, or cities in Minnesota where I spent a great part of my life too. Right, and some of these cities are hard to pronounce. So, 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 and this happens a lot of times when you when you. Um, pay someone to record an audiobook for you, right? They just mispronounce certain words. So that's why it's important for us to review all the files. And then once once the files are all perfect, then we have to upload them to Audible. And it takes a period of time before Audible um, can, they, they review them and then they, what's it, like they approve them or whatever before they're available for purchase for people, right? So it could even though Linda said she'll have us the files by the end of January, it may be into February before we can actually get the Audible version out there, but I'll definitely keep you guys informed.
0: Oh, okay, great.
1: So, but um, as I was saying, so in this book, I tell it's second like part of Penny Plummer's story. You know how they locked her in that program in Metamorphosis? Yeah. Well, in this book, I tell, I give a detailed account of her time in that program sailor in oh, still easy steering i tell in great detail about penny Plummer's time in the community bridges program and all the wonderful things she learns about herself that help her grow and overcome her brain injury and then you remember beth green
0: yeah with the baby the animal- the baby being born yeah
1: yeah yeah well in this story in this book i tell the second part of beth green's story and i i, I essentially talk about her time as a mother right and and her and I give great details about how she does things as a mother as a blind mother, right and how she overcomes some of the things she overcomes as a blind mother um and and so that's really good. and then you remember Gretchen Stone
0: yeah, Gretchen going to convention yes
1: yeah, you remember her going to her first NFB convention and how exciting that was yes well, so listen what guess what I did and still busy steering. You I tell it. I told the second part of Gretchen's story, and it's the story of her going through her first NFB Blind Immersion Training Center. At Blind Inc. Yeah, at Blind Inc. in Minneapolis, exactly. And and so here's something that's really fascinating about that, you guys. Blind Inc. is located in the Pillsbury Mansion, which is one of the mansions that was owned by the Pillsbury family in the Minneapolis area. there's actually a few different homes there that were owned by different members of the Pillsbury family. But, the, but Blind Inc. is located in one of those mansions. And so there's a lot of history in that building. And it's a really fascinating building to be in and to walk around in and to to go to school in like we were um, as blind students. And so I, I talk about a lot of that stuff in this story. and. And it's really interesting. And, and I write in a really fun way in there. Um, so I just hope my readers will check out Still Busy Steering.
0: Awesome. And what um, about Tracy? you write about Tracy in there?
1: So I thought about writing about Tracy Jones. But really, i so tricky. Tracy Jones is one of the characters from Metamorphosis, ladies and gentlemen, and her story is the second story in Metamorphosis, and it's called The Trials of Tracy Jones. And it's about all the trials and dilemmas that Tracy Jones goes through as a blind high school student in a high school with no accessibility. And so, um, and at the end of that story, Tracy really doesn't have any hope, right? And so there was really nowhere for me to take Tracy's story. But the the next women's stories in that book, I was able to tell the second part of each of their stories and still busy steering. But you know, Gino and I are working on some exciting and secret projects right now some other entertainment projects that we're going to be putting together here at Blue Butterfly Enterprises. And these projects also involve some disabled characters. And um, I've been thinking about writing maybe a character like Tracy or maybe writing Katie, Tracy's character into one of those scenes or one of those stories or something, you know, because I, I really think Still Busy Steering is my last book. Right now, I think I'm going to focus on writing, writing plot lines for some of the projects Gino and I are going to be working on because I'm really, really big on accessibility, right? And yes, I found that I can teach a lot through my writing about ex- accessibility and overcoming things. But but listen, you guys, people sighted people in particular are really all about what's on the TV screen, right? And now that that I mean, before I met Gino, I was just an author, right? And now that I met Gino, I can take my my purpose higher, right? Now I'm going to take my teaching onto the big screen. That's what I'm doing with my movie Blue Butterfly that I'm making, and that's what Gino and I are going to be doing with our other projects that we're working on. And so, and since Gino is teaching me how to write scripts and stuff, I just figure instead of writing a fifth book, I'll just focus on writing my ideas for for our scripts, for our projects, our entertainment projects. Because really, I I feel like it's a much a a way to reach more people with my teaching right if i'm teaching through the the entertainment shows and movies and stuff we're creating more so than just books because it's so hard to get discovered if you're an author right but if you if you are putting out stuff out there on the big screen or on the tv and stuff where people are seeing it you'll be discovered better right and i want people to discover what i'm teaching because i'm teaching some really important things oh great Um, so well, don't you agree, Sarah? You really I, have metamorphosis, right? For all the oh, yeah, you, in it.
0: you're teaching valuable lessons, you sure are.
1: Yeah, like like and they're not lessons like you'll get in school. These are life lessons. These are lessons about how to look at a situation and overcome it, right? Without without being overcome by self-doubt or or self-criticism or all the other stuff that the, the world around us puts on us, right? Um, oh, yeah, Really, sure. Like, a big part of what I've been trying to talk about and write about and teach about in the last few years is getting your head screwed on straight and knowing who you are, knowing who God created you to be, knowing what abilities and skills God gave you, and oh, then yeah. not letting anybody tell you that you can't accomplish whatever it is you want to do. Because... I mean, I was, I've just—I learned in my own life that people are wrong. People are wrong when they try to tell me what I can and can't do. People are wrong when they try to tell me what's up here, and they're wrong when they try to tell me what's in here too. And, and they're wrong when they try to tell me how limited my abilities are and, and how limited my options are. For because, sure. like, maybe it's because I'm blind. Maybe it's because I'm blind that I can't see, I can't see the roadblocks anymore. I can't see, I can't see the boundaries. I I can no longer see a horizon. Like, it's limitless to me. And and, and my potential, I feel like my potential is limitless. And, and my peers' potentials are limitless as well. And, and, And I've proven it. I've proven that my, my aptitude is limitless and, and what I'm capable of is limitless and I'm going to be proving it for the next several years too. So I just hope people will continue watching, but listen, you guys, I'm not the only one who has this incredible aptitude or these incredible abilities, right? We all have it. Yes, we do to work for it. Yeah. So sailor, how is your, how is your podcast coming?
0: It's coming along great. I have a 19 episodes recorded. I'm going to record episode 20 uh, next week. How many have
1: aired so far?
0: Uh, 13 so far. 14. Oh, so
1: are you, are you putting them out once a week then?
0: Once a week, yes.
1: Oh, cool. And what yeah. day do you usually put them out or do you make it sporadic?
0: Every Thursday. Every Thursday. Please check out every Hope Thursday. Without Sight um, on Apple Podcasts or anywhere mm-hmm. where you get podcasts as well. And I'm working on launching affiliate programs, and some more premium content is coming soon. Oh, great. And uh, But if you don't mind, can I share something?
1: Yes, go ahead, Sailor.
0: So, um, for a limited time this weekend, do you love speaking and want to build your business around getting on stages, real and virtual? This weekend and this week only, Speakers Playhouse and BC Stack are bringing every tool you need to aggressively go after your speaking career. Three big stages per month. Are you making that your 2023 speaking goal? There is no better way to aggressively go after your big speaking goals than with the Speaker Stack. This week and this week only, Speakers Playhouse and BC Stack are bringing you. Every tool you need to make speaking your full-time income.
1: So where do they go to take part in the speaker stack? You Is there go a website?
0: To, yes. I'm going to post it
1: uh, in the chat
0: here right now.
1: Okay, great.
0: Gonna, so if you go to this link. Oh, I can't. Hang on. I, I try to I try to put everything in. Let me put the
1: link. Okay. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, we're okay, going to so take a quick commercial break while Sailor's... Here's the link. Up, here's the okay? link.
0: No, I'm putting the link in right now.
1: Okay, then don't go to commercial, Gino. Let's wait. I just thought... Okay. <laughs> okay, it looks like the link
0: that was that posted
1: was. is bloggingconcentrated.com slash speaker dash stack.
0: Yes, that went. Through. Oh cool. So all the viewers You're can just... see it, right? Yes.
1: Yep, yep. Okay. Okay, and okay, now we great. will go to a commercial. Thank you, Sailor. you, you bet. back. Hey everybody, I wanted to share with you the great news that you can now get all three of my books on digital download autumn autobi- or Amazon print on demand or on Audible. You can get my first book, Because You're Blind, which is the story of how I woke up in 1989 at the age of 12 years old, totally blind, severely brain injured, severely brain injured and paralyzed on the left side of my body and overcame that and a lot of other stuff. And then my second book, Changing My Perspective, is the story of how I overcame A lot of trauma that I was feeling the day I walked out of court on January 25th, 2012, after escaping from that illegal guardianship I was locked under for 15 years in the state of Montana. And then you can also get my latest book, Metamorphosis, which is my first fiction book. In this book, there are six short stories, each of them about a different blind character that overcomes a lot of obstacles in her life. And it kind of ties into my own experiences. But I teach a lot in this book about how I overcame everything that I've overcome. And so I really encourage my readers to check it out. And I've gone out of my way to make all three of my books accessible to everybody. So please check them out. And if you could do me the favor of going up to Amazon and writing a review, I would really appreciate it. Um, and you can email me at info at bluebutterflyenterprises.com if you want to get more information. And now back to the show. All right. Okay, okay, okay we're back. Thanks for staying with us, ladies and gentlemen. Um, about Still Busy Steering, the book that I just released, you guys, um, some, there are two other stories in there other than the ones I just told you guys about. So um, over the years, several people have asked me for my advice about writing right and so i took it upon myself to write a short story with seven chapters in it with my best advice about writing right and so i also included that in still busy steering and then the final story in still busy steering is called the accident and that's um a story which i talked about my near-death experience in 1989 and i i share with my readers everything that I learned from it and how it helped me overcome a whole lot of stuff. So I, I just, I really hope my readers will check out Still Busy Steering because like I said, I just feel like I did a lot of really good teaching and Still Busy Steering. And I think it will help a lot of people with some, if they're over, if they are struggling with difficult things in their lives. Um, anyway. Um, so Sailor, do you, do, what are you doing for Christmas? Do you have big plans? Oh,
0: no, not really. I'm just going to spend it with family, basically. That's it.
1: Well, that's what really important. Well, I'm going to be spending it with family, too. I'll be spending it with family this year that I haven't been able to spend it with in, like, over two decades. So. Oh,
0: that's great. So
1: it, we're going to have a really good Christmas this year. Yeah.
0: Oh, great, great.
1: Yeah so ladies and gentlemen God is restoring a lot of stuff to me lately right he's you know i had to had to suffer a lot in my life and and now god's just like restoring restoring all the pain and anguish that i that i've gone through right he's he's restoring the things that were stolen from me that caused me such such pain right and and such anguish and and so i want to point that out to you guys god is an eternal god right yes He his is. his perspective is from from beginning to end right it's forever and and as human beings we get really frustrated because we pray and we ask god for things and it seems like he's not answering us because we're looking at the situation from our narrow human perspective and not from his perspective and and so i just want to point that out to you today like If you are feel like God's not coming through for you, maybe you need to change your perspective and remember what his perspective is. His perspective is holy and and it's perfect, right? And so if in his great judgment and in his perspective, he thinks you need to wait for a while to get your your, um, miracles that you're asking for, then give him the benefit of the doubt because he's God and he knows what he's doing.
0: Yes, for sure
1: um so yeah guys i'm really overwhelmed these days with all the miracles going on in my life and and i just want to thank my god you know thank god almighty and thank jesus christ for being faithful to me over all these decades and and um and i i'm I'm, i god tells us to to um verbalize his blessings right and verbalize what he's doing in our lives and share it with non-believers and with the world right and and i did that for many years in the in the face of people who were telling me that i was crazy and that i was wrong and that god wouldn't come through for me and that god couldn't do it and all this stuff right but i was patient and i trusted in god oh yeah yeah god proved them wrong yeah All I, was, I tried i did my best to be faithful and it was hard and there were times when i cried a lot and there were times when i was really sad and i i said to god on so many occasions i said god how much of this do you expect me to endure how many years am i gonna have to be surrounded by naysayers who just keep telling me that there's no hope and i should just go to my room and be good right yeah and and so it i i I feel like this is all I talk about these days because I write about it in my books and I try to mention it on my videos and try to fit it into whatever we're talking about. And I, and, but, but it's so true, you guys. And, and you know, there have been a lot of great evangelists in our time. God has sent us many people over the generations to share his truth with the world. And, and you know, I think I know why God did this to me when I was a little girl. I think he did it because he wanted me to have to have something to talk about right now. Right. He wanted me to have a footing to stand on. He wanted me to have authority in this situation. And I, you guys, I do have authority in in what I'm talking about here. I know I know God is faithful yes, and, he and, is. and I know he, he comes through and 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 this life isn't the end and. And maybe maybe if you remember those things, it will help you endure today. You know, I had to remind myself of all those things so many times to try to endure the the stuff I was going through all those years when I was going through that nightmare. Right. It, you know, um, I'm not going to repeat everything I've been through, because even though if you're watching this, you probably haven't seen me before because nobody knows who I am. But if you want to hear, if you want to know what I've been through, what God brought me through, please read my books, okay? Um, anyway, Sailor, is there anything else you want to talk about? I feel like a broken record. Um,
0: let's talk about the country. I mean, there's people who are oh, trying God. to destroy our country. Um, oh, I'm, I'm kind of feeling powerless right now because I wish Trump could be back in now. I mean, although he's running... In 2024, but like that, that, that doesn't do that doesn't do us any good. I mean, we're stuck with this. Excuse my French. We're stuck with this bullshit, this stupid ass Joe Biden until, you know, until two more years. I mean, the damage that he's done the past two years. Imagine what's going to be like in two more years. I mean, yeah, we we took back the house, uh, which it will help. He, Biden won't be able to do just as much. Not as much, but, you know, still, gosh, you know, I,
1: I, I I'm very concerned. Sailor, sailor, take heart, my friend. Listen to me. Like, you know how our country is being ran by a bunch of thieves and, and, and liars and murderers and, and people that are trying to destroy us. Right. Right my life was run by similar people for many years right like like every single day they were draining my account as much as they could right they were cleaning my clock they were doing everything they could to to stop me from getting better right but i kept fighting i kept enduring and kept overcoming and if i can do that we can all do that you guys listen to me no matter what happens as long as you're alive, you have two hands and two feet and two eyes and two ears to go out there and make a difference in this world. And that's all that really matters, right? If we're all trying to make a difference, that's all that matters. That's right. And, and like, like the, the elites are the elites and the powerful politicians, they're trying to take our livelihoods from us and they're trying to take our very hopes and dreams from us and they are succeeding in taking our livelihoods from us to some extent right And like also, many of us tech, have lost a lot big tech yeah, well, is doing it as well mark Zuckerberg
0: right. and all of them you
1: know but you guys listen to me listen to me we have more we have more stuff that they could never take away from us we have what god gave us and we have what our country gave us right Listen to me. I realized the same thing. And that's what helped me overcome is I realized that they were wrong, that I had all this great stuff God had given me and I had all this great stuff my country had given me before the accident. I had a good I had a fairly good education before the accident. Right. I went to a class C school in North Central Montana and and I was a good student. I I enjoyed reading and I I was attentive to my work and. And I did really good. And so I had a very good education before the accident. And I pulled using that that education, which was a sixth grade education. Right. And, and everything else that I've gotten, I was over to, able to overcome a lot. And I was able to rebuild my body and, and find something worthwhile to do with my life. Right. Right. And, and we can all do the same thing. And it doesn't matter if if. Th- it doesn't matter if there's somebody in your life who doesn't see what you're doing as valuable right if you think it's valuable somebody else will think it's valuable too for sure so so and 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 i really feel like laziness is a big part of the problem here in america laziness and fear and being overwhelmed i feel like a lot of people were had a lot of fear insta- instilled in them in them the last few years and they became overwhelmed with it all and they were too tired and lazy to still stand up and improve themselves and build themselves right but we you know if we're gonna survive our, our only option is to go to work and b- rebuild right yeah it is. It is. and and that's what i realized too like when this happened the doctors pretty much gave up they said there's no hope They convinced my parents there's no hope. And then those lawyers were like, oh, heck, yeah, there's no hope. Right. And I was the only one who believed there was hope, me and God. And, And I kept marching forward every day. And I kept trying to rebuild my brain and my body and my heart and soul. Right. And I did it, you guys. I did it. And we can all rebuild our country. God loves our country, you guys. God was part of our country when it was established, and He's still part of our country, and He's in our hearts and He's in our minds. For sure. And and He, you know, if you want to make a difference, if you want to get better, ask God to help you. He can show you how to do it. Like He showed me how to do it, and and it works. It worked for me, and it'll work for all of us. That's right. Because listen, I realized I had a bunch of greedy, selfish, narrow-minded idiotic people on that I was fighting, right? But I knew they were wrong. I knew that my life couldn't be over. I knew that I had to recover. And, and you guys, we all have to recover. We can't just throw in the towel on the United States of America.
0: No, like, we can't,
1: like, like, in, in the book I'm about to release, I it, talk about, about, you know, it's the biggest the biggest battle is in our minds here you guys like like we can't let the the socialists convince us that we can't do anything right we just need to go do it we just need to go take care of business yeah like like i said for years they said to me oh you'll never do it you'll never do it well i started doing it and i took off doing it and after a while they were so far behind me saying hey wait becca you can't do it You know and and they're like come back here you can't do it but i was so far ahead of them by then right i knew that that i would beat them someday and i did you guys oh yeah i i I did beat those lawyers i escaped from them and now i have control of my own life and i have control of my own money and and i make my own decisions and i love my life now i'm happy and i'm taking care of my body right and i'm feeling better and and so I'm just really glad that I took the higher road even though it was a road less traveled and it yeah. was a rocky path and it was a steep path and it was a hard path but I did it and you guys we can all do it and we have to do it because we cannot just lay down and let the socialists take over our country.
0: That's right because um I felt like <laughs> it's embarrassing what's happened and i i just don't feel we're not patriotic anymore like we used to be you know
1: what's embarrassing that happened what are you referring to
0: just what's happened to the nation and, and the oh you feel like years. we're a
1: laughing stock
0: yes as, yes yeah, as trump says it yeah
1: <laughs> okay so listen you guys a lot of people laughed at me right and yeah. and 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 i had people staring at me i had people pointing at me because I wasn't always that graceful, right, like, like, especially in the beginning, the first few years, like I was a real mess, and, and, but I've been through a lot, I was like, chewed up and spit out, right, I, I mean, my brain was shattered, my body was broken, and, and I had a lot to rebuild and recover from. And we also our country, we've been beat up, we've been broken and and we're pretty we're hurting really bad right now but we also can recover and you guys we have to recover because and,
0: there's no other option yeah you see i know we will with the right leadership but
1: you know well yeah and and that's why i keep speaking out and that's why i'm writing because the only way we're going to change things is by changing people's hearts and minds and that's through speaking the truth and through writing the truth
0: that's right there you go Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Woo! This
0: is good. This is good.
1: I I know there was some reason why God brought me to Arizona and I realized what it was during the election because he brought me to a battleground state.
0: Now Carrie like, Lake Carrie Lake unfortunately lost. It's not good.
1: Right. That that wasn't good. But Kerry Lake is still here in Arizona. And Kerry Lake i'm sure she's still praying still thinking still researching still fighting for the truth like i still am like i've never given up like like when i woke up from that coma right i knew i was going to spend the rest of my life rebuilding myself i was going to do it or die right and i'm amazed that i've got done it as early as i have guys i'm only 46 and now it looks like here in a few months i'll be able to get my brain back most likely right but but it's a um, it it, so it amazes me that i was able to accomplish what the doctors and the researchers and all the experts said could never be done and, and you guys i'm not the only one who has that ability i'm just a normal american just like you are i don't care what your heritage is what what your what your background is you know what i mean either economically or or um as far as your ancestry or anything like that. Here in America, we have opportunities and all you have to do is go take advantage of the opportunities. Take full advantage of whatever education you're given, right? Take full advantage of any opportunities that you're given, right? Because the point is, those opportunities may not always be there. Someone nasty might come along and take those opportunities away. Like what happened when Joe Biden took office. If you guys will remember when President Trump was in office, we had lots of opportunities here in the United States. Oh, yeah. President Trump was creating opportunity zones for people all over our country, right? And I know this because I'm a blind American. A lot of my blind friends were starting businesses, buying houses, and doing all kinds of wonderful things when President Trump was in office. And my African American friends were doing the same things. And my gay friends were doing the same things, right? It's because President Trump made opportunities for everybody because he knew he was he knew he was the president for everybody but these democrats my gosh they are like opposed to americans they want americans to suffer then they blame americans for the problems of the world
0: and i know donald trump i hope he's gonna do it again if he gets back in office
1: yeah so ladies and gentlemen if you're watching us on rumble right now if you would drop us a message in the in the feed to let us know, I would really appreciate that. Um, Sailor and I are pretty new at all of this stuff. Um, I myself (laughs) am just a blind and brain injured author, life coach, and executive movie producer, right? And I'm angry about what's going on in my country. And so I'm speaking out about it, you guys. And like I said, I'm writing about it too. And, and, and that's one thing I wrote about in the book I'm releasing right now is how frustrated I am with my brethren. Like so many of the people that I see and talk to and stuff. They say, Oh, there's no hope, Becca, there, there's no opportunities for us to recover or do anything. And, and I keep telling them there is opportunities there is hope we will recover. And maybe it won't happen. Well, it definitely won't happen during Joe Biden's presidency. And, and maybe it won't happen during President Trump's next Term either, right? Because Joe Biden is and his cronies are digging a very deep pit that they're throwing us into, right? And it's gonna take a lot to get out of it. But you guys, as long as we're alive and as long as we're willing to work for the truth, and as long as we believe in who we are, that we're God's people and God created us, that, yes. that we will overcome.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Trump thinks according to his uh presidential announcement speech he gave on november 15th he thinks he can get us back uh pretty quickly i don't know
1: well so president trump did a lot during his first term and i, I believe president trump unabated could get us back in one term but you have to think about all of the crap he's going to be coming up against right absolutely like Like, listen, when I was, when I was going through my fight, right, when I was overcoming all that stuff, I had those lawyers and my parents and those doctors throwing all kinds of hurdles up in front of me trying to discourage me, trying to derail whatever project I happened to be working on at that particular time, because I was like, figuratively, I was always in the process of building one ladder or another to help me climb out of the pit that I had found myself in, right, and maybe it was something just as simple as like a a new a new uh crossword puzzle i was working on right to help strengthen my brain or something like that but my point is i was always working always working on getting better well you guys we can do the same thing don't those those politicians they have to sleep right but we don't have to sleep we can always be working to make our country stronger and get our rights back and turn this around for ourselves oh yeah we don't have to just decide that we lost and lay down. Well, I don't think we've lost. And it really just dis- dis- disrupts my, my brain when I hear people say that there's no hope or that America needs to throw in the towel or that, that we no longer have a hope for um, a self-determined future here, right? Um, because there's always hope. That's why. It sure there's is, yeah. always hope. As long as you're breathing, there is always hope, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. So um, anyway, please be sure and check out my books and check out Sailors Podcast. Um, please be sure to you can email us at info at blue com if you want to um share anything with us. You can also go to our website, info at blue com and click on the store link there and you can purchase any of our Becca's World Memorabilia. And you can also purchase any of my books by going to Amazon and going to Rebecca Meadows Author. That will take you to my author page and you can purchase any of my books up there. And if you read any of my books, I would really appreciate it if you could go up to Amazon and write me a review. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Please like, share and hit the subscribe button. That's a wrap. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for watching Becca's World. Please like, share, and subscribe to-